lot of hype with the schedule. I've seen a lot of different um, hypotheses for how the season's going to go for the Packers. To very optimistic to very, very pessimistic. Yeah, uh, just yesterday we had what Ben Kenny coming in here saying they'd be 11 and 6. Then Kylan Stoughton called in and said, no, they'd be 6 and 11. So there's your optimism and your, your pessimism right there. Me, I'm somewhere in between. I'm ben not- Kenny is not the only person I saw on Twitter that does not have any connections to the zone or Ben Kenny that was also saying 11 and 6. I saw someone saying, what's stopping this team from being 9 and 0 to start the season? Other teams in the NFL? That's what I would, that's what I would say. So, uh, for. What's stopping the team from being nine and zero? I would say themselves and other teams. The Jordan Love era is here; it has arrived. Uh, the Packers' season will largely hinge, Rowdy, on will Jordan Love be better or worse than Aaron Rodgers was in twenty twenty two. What do you think, Rod? Okay, realistically, what was Rodgers in twenty twenty two? Was he bad? Rogers for I, his standards. We're gonna yes. have to we're gonna have to go back and look for what he graded out as, but I believe it was around the twelfth best quarterback. I think he had a, a ninety one point one passer rating. Um, it had the thumb injury, had the rib injury, obviously. Um, I don't know. Like, what was Rogers last year for you out there? Six oh eight three two one sixteen seventy. And can go, can love be better than that? If uh, depending on what it was. For me, I mean, I thought Rodgers battling through injury. Rowdy was still efficient. Um, didn't really connect too much with Watson right away because you know, he was injured a little bit, and then Romeo Dobbs was injured. So I don't know exactly what to expect from love with these guys as they uh, are out practicing and have uh, their involuntary or, or voluntary workouts. Excuse me, not involuntary. Voluntary workouts underway. So Rodgers had a 91.1% passer rating, and I'm reading a little thing right here, Rowdy. They're saying, let's be realistic about Rodgers. He was not good last year. Now, is that by Roger standards or is that by quarterbacks in the NFL standards? That would be, I believe, by Roger standards. Yeah, Rogers, because yeah. I mean, being good in the NFL versus being Aaron Rodgers good are definitely two different things. Yeah, hell, what, what did Rodgers say um, a couple seasons ago? My down year is what most quarterbacks kill to have, essentially. He said, I think it was at 2018, I want to say. But yeah, this... Uh, Looking at the schedule, though, win-loss prediction. i got to get the uh, the Twitter poll out. Do you have an inkling of where you fall, Rowdy? Um, I don't think you're going to be the 11-6 and six kind of side. No, definitely not 11-6. and six. I don't think you'd be the 6-11 and 11 kind of guy, would you? Uh, not really. I think the, if they go 6-11, and 11, Jordan Love is pretty bad. Yeah. He's no good. If they go 11-6? and six, Jordan, Jordan Love is probably pretty good. <laughs> One would, one, would get, one would think so, yeah. Um, Green Bay did get some weapons in the draft for Love, obviously. I mean, a lot of unknowns and unproven. Musgrave, Kraft, the tight ends. You got Jaden Reed, the wide receiver. Uh, the Wicks, wide receiver as well. Uh, also part of the Rob Tunyon, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, all gone. So if you look at pro football focus and their weighted war, Aaron Rodgers came in at 13. Ooh. So, I mean... That's still above top half of the NFL. An average quarterback would have been around 16. So he was still slightly above average. All right. So, I mean, there's your measuring stick for Jordan Love. Um, If he's better than Aaron Rodgers, obviously they'll be bode well for wins. If he's worse, they'll bode well for losses. What does Jordan Love have to be? The 13th best quarterback in the league? I think um, to be 13th, which is an above average quarterback last year, 
with a shaky offensive line for at least half the season, Mm. playing with rookie wide receivers outside of like the Sammy Watkins and the Randall Cobbs, the has-beens that were also injured. Tough. The young rookie wide receivers were also injured. And he was playing with essentially no tight ends outside of Mercedes Lewis, who's also super ancient with a team that refused to run the football time after time with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. Yeah. I don't know that that sounds like a, a decent grade for all of those scenarios. I agree. Big time. Wholeheartedly. Now, um, will Matt LaFleur, this is the craziest thing about Matt LaFleur and uh, the use of Aaron Jones last year. Like we broke this down a lot throughout the season. He would go and uh, to the podium and say, Oh, I didn't realize he only carried the ball six times. I got to do better. And then the next game he'd go carry the ball like seven times. So here's your top three, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I think it's safe to say that all of those guys had decent amount of weapons and, or were on pretty darn good teams. Yep. Uh, you look at four, <laughs> Weirdly enough, you know who number four was? Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk. Now, now Kirk Cousins has had a decent amount of weapons, obviously, at the receiver position and tight end position. They even went out and got him TJ Hawkinson to add to the mix. But he had a big year, and Minnesota in general had a good year where they won every single close game. Now, number five, weirdly enough, Tom Brady. Oh, Tommy. Tommy but he also had a lot of injuries, a bad offensive line, yeah. and a lot of things going against him, uh, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Number six, Justin Herbert. I think everyone knows that Justin Herbert's pretty darn good. Yeah. Number seven, Geno Smith. Hey, wasn't he comeback player of the year? I mean, yeah. the dude was balling on him. Number eight, Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Philadelphia had a great offensive line and a ton of weapons around him. Yeah, they could just push him forward, Rowdy, for the first down. Number nine, Tua, clearly has a ton of weapons in Miami and a lot of speed. Yeah, Hot, nasty speed. He's pretty good. Number 10, Trevor Lawrence. Dude, he came on late, big time. He, yeah, basically the second half of the season, Trevor Lawrence was a top five quarterback. Uh, number 11, wow, this one's actually pretty crazy. Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle? He played pretty crappy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, But, again, the Saints were pretty darn bad. (laughs) Number 12, Daniel Jones. Number 13, Aaron Rodgers. All right, there's a... Okay, now now, look at You know who was right behind Aaron Rodgers? Who's that? Jared Goff, 14. And that was one of Jared Goff's best seasons. Yeah, and this is the argument that we had at the end of the show yesterday. I wanted to bring it into today. What quarterbacks would you take over Jordan Love? Uh, where does he rank in the pecking order of the schedule? Justin Fields was 31. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> but how about that? I mean, Jared Goff's best two seasons were when the Rams went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. And last season, and Aaron Rodgers still had a better pro football focus war than Jared Goff. And he didn't play with the same type of weapons and no. and healthy team that the Lions had all last year. No, not at all. So the pro football focus quarterback rankings out there. Uh, Rodgers coming in at what, number 13. Number 13. Number 13. Num- number 12 at number 13. Where will Jordan Love fall on that list when it's all said and done, when the dust is settled on the 2023 season that was uh, unfolding? We'll dive more into the schedule 
as uh, you know, there's some cool stuff on there. I also look at the, just the NFL schedule as a whole, not hyper focused on the Packers, but the whole schedule uh, for some of the other teams and other cool matchups. Also got the Brewers back in action tonight, Rowdy. We got the Royals in town. Yeah, they need a they need a good series. Uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, they've lost how many of the last six? Five. It's not been good. It's not been good. And uh, NBA playoffs also. Interesting games last night. Someone inflicted me last night. I don't know what it is, but I'm like a little loopy today. Just an FYI, a little loopy today. All right. So, um, yeah, Mother's Day. Don't forget to uh, please the misses, the mom, as you should every day. But Mother's Day, don't forget Sunday, boys uh, and women out there. All right. So, Nelly, the Packers full schedule. Uh, we covered it yesterday. Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders, the first five. I mean, that's that's as good as you can get to open up a schedule, right? You got, all these teams are kind of bad or have a lot of question marks surrounding them. Yeah, a lot of new pieces, a lot of question marks, teams that weren't very good from last year. I don't think the Packers could ask for a much better start yeah. to the schedule because it's not like you wanted to play the Chiefs and the Lions and, and some of these teams that are perceived to be really good right away out of the shoot because that, uh, that would have been tough for the team's confidence. Yeah, and then looking at the schedule, when does it get you know sketchy? Is that week 10, as Big Joe suggests, when you go to the Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers? Yeah, I think the I think the season starts right around when they take on the Vikings. Once you get past the first eight weeks or so, it feels like game on for the season. Yeah, I will get more into it as uh, the schedule is out. I'll bring Dave Essler in for this one, our gambler to the stars, Mr. Handsome himself, pregame.com. Dave, what's up, brother? Nothing, I'm just listening to you. I, I want you to tell me why the Lakers are going to go to Dave, we uh, do a thing uh, well, we did in the in years past. It kind of has gone to the wayside now because they all started coming true. But it was called Conspiracy Theory Friday. And on Conspiracy Theory Friday, we would think of things that we thought would be conspiracy conspiracy theories that you know would, would may or may not come true. Well, Dave, the producer, you, did you see the Last Dance with uh, Michael Jordan? The whole you know him with last year the Bulls. Did you? Uh, I didn't see the whole the whole thing, but a lot of it. The producer of The Last Dance is reportedly filming LeBron James this season. A docu-series will be released on LeBron and the Lakers this season. If Hollywood is involved, Dave, what needs to happen? Rowdy, what needs to happen if Hollywood's involved? Um, um, a happy miracle ending. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a good story. Conspiracy Theory Friday. Hollywood will rig it for LeBron and the Lakers to win for more movie sales. What do you think, Dave? Well, I think that I think that if I told my people to take the Lakers because it's a conspiracy, I'd probably get hung by you wrong. <laughs> well, Dave, how about this? Uh, instead of my conspiracy theory about the Lakers, what do you think of the Lakers and Warriors and uh, uh, tonight for the NBA matchup, the late game? Uh, you know, I don't know. Roddy and I talked about this yesterday. I think I would have to take the Lakers on the money line at home. But, I mean, it's so... Obvious, you know, does Steph Curry have another game in him or does LeBron have another game in him? So, you know, they probably both do. So I'm thinking it's the it's the it's the role players that are gonna decide this game. Um and sadly, I think Golden State has better a better bench. Is but, there is there an update on Anthony Davis at all? I haven't heard he got, he got elbowed in the head and Yada yada yada, but yeah. I mean, if the Lakers favorite two and a half, he'll, play, he'll play. He'll play. I'm like DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. That was a shame. <laughs> yeah, how would uh, how did that go you, last night? How do you not? How do you how do you not play in an elimination game? Yeah, it's pretty tough, isn't it? That is really tough. How'd the betting go uh, last night for you, Mister Essler? Not 
Not well. I had the Yankees, and uh, they just uh, were uh, outmatched in every area of the game. I mean, uh, Rasmussen was unhittable, and, you know. Rowdy is raising his fist over here, pumping it. We we didn't take the Yankees, but we did bet on that game, and we took the over eight and a half and feel pretty fortunate. Yeah, I mean, I said that because the first, those two teams and those two pitchers played the week prior, and it was a 2-1 game, and they were lucky to get three. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I figured everybody would be betting the under, assuming for the same result, and that usually is wrong, and it was last night. Uh, Dave, um, what else um, do you got that hopefully is right for tonight? Um, what about the other uh, NBA game that's going on? What about the Heat and the Knicks? Yeah, I mean, I really love the Knicks team total. I can still find a 1-0-2. I mean, Miami's going to win that game, and when Miami wins at home, you know, everybody points to Jimmy Butler, but you know, it's their defense. You know, and you look at what the points they've scored at home, 101 and, and 111. Uh, in Miami, 86-101. And then they had 112 the other night, but that was in a in a relatively close game with free throws at the end. Uh, and that took them, like, I think a 62-point second half to get to 112, which is their uh, pretty much their highest output. So I don't know how it goes over 102. That's... That's my bet in that game, the, the uh, Knicks team total under. Rowdy, you sign off on that? Was that a, I mean, uh, you I guys have your podcast go to the winner's a, take. I don't have an opinion, but we did discuss potentially the Miami Heat on the money line, even if you're willing to weigh, you know, minus the, the 200. Yeah. Dave, uh, w- when Rowdy says willing to weigh the minus 200, like for the, for the layman's out there, the common man, what, is that, what, is it, what would that mean for uh, willing to lay the minus 200? Well, it means you got to lay two dollars to win one dollar. Yeah, and you know that's a little bit high. But you know, we did talk yesterday about is that ever warranted? And I think it is. I mean, there's times when you look at a game and say, "Well, really, I thought that line would be higher." And you do your work, and it it should have been maybe minus two eighty. So it's you know, in that case, it's kind of a okay to bet minus two hundred when you can't go around and do it without sort of some sort of due diligence, but. You know, I mean, why not? Yeah. By the way, uh, check out Rowdy and Dave's podcast, Winner's Take, wherever you get your podcast at. It is phenomenal. What do you guys got, two a week? Uh, yeah, we do it. Uh, we release it every Monday afternoon and Thursday afternoon. Some uh, fountains of knowledge for both of them when it comes to sports gambling. Dave, speaking of sports gambling, what about some uh, more baseball? You got yeah, baseball been a bit, a bit of good to us lately? What do you got for us, baby? Yeah, I mean, Rowdy and I have, I have a difference of opinion on this game. I, I like the Miami Marlins at home. Uh, that kid, Yuri Perez, that's pitching for them. He's, he's the eighth ranked prospect in baseball, even if he's, uh, regardless of what, uh, that includes position players. So yeah, he's making the leap from double A, but in double A, 31 innings, 16 hits, 42 strikeouts. I mean, you know, I just don't see how the Reds, uh, they played yesterday. Miami rested. Miami's bullpen has been great at home. I mean, I just like the Marlins and, and Rowdy doesn't, but I don't care. Uh, I will say, this, I will, I will say this morning. There's a book in Vegas that that took a fair bit of Cincinnati money. So yeah, it's early in the cycle, but you know, Rowdy might have a point. I'll give him that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to back down. Like you know, no. I just see. I can just see. You know, maybe I'm incorrect. I won't say wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the under in the Atlanta-Toronto game. I mean, those Strider and Bassett, those two pitchers are, are – I mean, Bassett's actually better than advertised. And I think that uh, that game will be 
the total will be higher than it needs to be uh, because of the Braves' offense and the Jays' offense. But I think the pitchers and the bullpens basically overshadow all of them. And um, I could see taking the first 500, but I like the game under because, uh, again, it's like that uh, Yankees game last night. Everybody assumes uh, it's going to be a, a nine to six game, and I doubt it. Yeah, and because you know what happens when you assume, Dave. You make an ass out yeah, of you and yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I do. I also bet the Cardinals and the Red Sox <laughs> over five, over five and a half runs in the first inning. Really? I mean, yeah, well, we talked about Paxton. I mean, yeah, he's rested. He's made six starts in four years. So um, <laughs> I think he, <laughs> he's I, never been more rested. Yeah. Some say he might be too rested, <laughs> yeah. Dave. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was unhittable at one point, but he's made five rehab starts this year, and his ERA is closer to seven than six. So well, Dave, I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic about his chances. I would hope and, to be. You know, he was. I, I would hope he was unhittable because he never pitched. Like, makes sense then, you know. Well, yeah, he was unhittable when he was with Seattle for a year or two. <laughs> hey, do you have any um, inklings on Brewers-Royals? Brewers have lost five of the last six series. Uh, they are kind of struggling after starting the season hot. Uh, do you have any, if through the gambler's eye, anything for Brewers-Royals today? Tonight? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I would have to grant you that uh, Taylor is a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> oh. Um that's not good. Dave, I looked at that last night and I saw, I'm like, oh, it's a TBD for the Royals. And then finally later in the night, they announced who they were going to pitch. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this guy. It's probably either a young kid or a quadruple A player that's no good. And then I looked and I saw that he was left handed. I go, all right, throw out all my Brewer stuff. I don't want to really touch that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't. Like maybe just take some sort of like uh, what am I trying to say here? Kansas City run line. I mean, you know, I, I think the game stays under. It's eight and a half. Um, you know, I don't think the Brewers light up Taylor. I mean, they might, but uh, you know, the market's sort of saying it's going to be under eight and a half. And if it's under eight and a half, I would probably have to take a flyer on the Royals run line. But I don't love it. I mean, you know, the potential is there for an eleven to one Brewers win, but yeah. I, I wouldn't put my I wouldn't put I wouldn't put minus two forty on that. All right, I just uh, pulled up the James Paxton stats, and uh, he was in his prime from seventeen to nineteen when he was twenty eight to thirty years old. He will now be making his first start since age thirty one at age thirty four. Yeah. So you think he's going to shut down even the Cardinals? I don't know if he's going to show, uh, shut down the home talent teams in the area. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that. I, you know, I told you he had the rehab starts down in Pawtucket, and his ERA was six point six five. So uh, why are they calling him up? I don't know. Hey, I mean, they, they, have, they have, they have better options. Dave, um, let me ask you, brother, before I let you go. Um, sadly, the worst part of my day is letting you go. But with the yeah. NFL schedule now out. Does that change stuff like for you and gambling and looking at futures and like does that change anything for you with the NFL now like the solid one out out there in the ether? Um, it gives me more work to do because you have to kind of look through and pick it. You know, okay, well in week six the Packers play, you know, Team X on the road, but it's after they play the Vikings at home. Could they potentially, if they beat the Vikings, be in a letdown spot? Those kind of situations to look ahead and kind of figure out what you think a line might be. But, I mean, people go crazy, and ESPN puts a three-hour show on. But to me, it's like the draft. 
you know, it's a, it's an indication, but it isn't the be all end all. I mean, you don't know how good Jordan Love is going to be. Um, you don't know how any of these draft picks are going to fit in. Um, even the top guys, I mean, how many first round draft picks, I mean, Ryan Leaf being the obvious one have just, uh, sucked. So, I mean, you, you know, people get all giddy about it, I guess, you know, it's football, the NFL, it's May, it's something to talk about, but in terms of how it affects betting, um, yeah, not a lot, you know, let's, you know, maybe you can find a season win total or something somewhere that might, might pop up, but you know, there's too many variables. Yeah. Dave, you are a brilliant mind, man. That's why we love you on Fridays with us. Winners take with Rowdy, uh, the podcast. We can get it everywhere. It's podcasted at. And my friend, what are we doing this weekend? What do you got plans? You know, probably not a lot. I might actually do some work around the house tomorrow because I played golf Thursday, uh, Wednesday, and my my back's still a little tender. So I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna stay home and listen to some foreigner and. And get ready to work on the yard tomorrow. Oh. I, know, I know it's kind of boring, but no, it sounds great. Know, is the I, back sore love, from carrying I, the golf team? Uh, no, or from carrying your <laughs> just carrying your bag around. No, just uh, bending over to put the ball in the tee. Uh, <laughs> you know, swinging the club's not a problem. So if I come up to Wisconsin to play, you put you got to put the ball in the tee, and I'll hit it. Done. You just got to take it out of the cup when you get a, you know, an eagle or a hole in one. Uh, I, 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 no, I, I, have, I don't have one of those things on the end of my putter to pick it up. But I'll have to get one. <laughs> Dave, you're the man. I, I resisted that for too long. <laughs> Dave, uh, you're right, man. Much love, Dave. Have a great weekend. Always a pleasure. All right. See you guys next week. See you, week. my brother. See you, Dave. Much love. Good stuff from Esler right there. I like him. He's good stuff. We have ourselves some NBA playoffs, boys. Um, so last night after the Celtics staved off elimination, it was bad. First, the Celtics like couldn't miss besides Jason Tatum was missing everything. Uh, no one else could miss. They're up by, they're up big. And then the Celtics came or uh, 76ers came back, excuse me. And they were leading. Were they up by double digits in the fourth quarter, Rowdy? Or, or close well, to it, if not. Well, yeah. Going into the second half, I mean, Boston was up by double digits. Yeah, And then the Sixers were up. Uh, relatively not big, but big enough that you thought like they'd be in control of it. And then what happens? Well, the Jason Tatum actually gets hot and he starts hitting his shots. And then the Sixers literally gave up with like two minutes left. I don't know if you guys watched the end of that game. Even the the announcers like they literally were just like they gave up out there. <laughs> like the, like the, this. I think they're down by like nine points with like two minutes left, which is you can do that in blink of an eye in the NBA. After the game, though, Hell, you can do that in college if you're the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> yep, that was that was what last February yeah. where Iowa was down by like eight with like less than a minute left, and they ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because uh, I remember I turned that game off because I thought, um, who was Iowa playing against? Who was that one? Against? I can't remember who it was against. Was the only Illinois? reason why I know I was excited is because I had a bet on Iowa. And Maybe it was I thought Illinois. it was over too. So well, I heck, even against Wisconsin, Iowa was down sixteen, came back, tied it, took it to overtime. Wisconsin won, but so I have a question on you guys. On <laughs> no, that's that's because the only reason I followed it is because I know I placed a bet on Iowa, and not only did I say, "Oh, this game's over," and I went to take a shower. And then all of a sudden, my phone started blowing up because one of my buddies asked me who I liked that day, and it was Iowa. And then he goes, dude, you're kidding me. Oh, my God, Iowa. And I'm like, I just got out of the shower. I'm like, what? <laughs> the, was they were, they were, there was like a minute and a half left. They were down by like 10. Yeah. 
And I shut the game off because I thought it was over. Turns out they went to overtime, and not only did they go to overtime and win, they also won and covered. Yeah, I thought it was they were dead to right, so I turned the game off. Hell Michigan yeah. State. <laughs> Michigan's okay. That's what eleven point State. deficit with a minute remaining. Uh, and won one twelve one oh six in overtime. And I'm pretty sure the line was like five five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one you had the under in too? No, no. I, there was one you had the under in that they went to overtime in, and you got pretty pissed. Well, I gotta ask that, you against, that was at the Wisconsin game. I don't know. It could have been. I just remember I had Iowa in that game because I was like, oh my god, how the hell? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you guys something on Jason Tatum um, and what he said after the game when the Celtics came back and won. Tatum was zero for seven until the fourth quarter from beyond the arc. Then he hit a couple threes. He got a little hot. He finished nineteen points. He had this. Listen to what he says. It's it's a it's a funny topic. Listen to what he says and ask yourself: Can you say what you said while still saying what you said? How do you describe the confidence you had to trust yourself down the stretch? I'm one of the humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. You know? I'm one of the humbly best players <laughs> of uh, basketball in the world. That's somebody on somebody on Twitter. Uh, Retweeted, quote tweeted that, and then put a gif of uh, um, dude from The Princess Bride. I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> you keep using that word. I don't think you know what it means. How can you say now? How can you say humbly speaking? I'm one of the best players in the world. You can't. <laughs> like, I, I mean, to me, I, I like rolled my eyes. I'm like, that's funny to me. It's like an oxymoron it's kind like, of. Like uh, the Adam Sandler kind of for real. <laughs> I'm so humble. <laughs> I'm so humble. <laughs> Great reference. I'm one of the humbly best players of basketball in the world. <laughs> I mean, he's really good at what he does, but he's saying that and humbly before. It's like uh, Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby goes, um, I'm, I'm the best. It's like, uh, hey, no disrespect. Oh, no disrespect. No respect, but no that, disrespect but. that ain't worth a, paint, a velvet painting of a whale of velvet. You can't say what you, sure you, as hell does. It's in the Geneva Convention. You can't say no disrespect, but then you go disrespect somebody. <laughs> so Celtics Sixers are going to a game seven. Last night, obviously, the Nuggets steamrolled the Suns again. Yep. And the Nuggets punched their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. Now tonight, we have obviously... Uh, another two more games. Uh, I want this stupid computer. Uh, but we have multiple games. So you have the Heat and the Knicks. Yep. And then we have the Warriors Lakers. Warriors Lakers. The one that I'm actually interested to watch is that Warriors Lakers game. Oh hell yeah, dude! Like I feel like this has huge, huge. Uh, obviously, if the Lakers win. Golden State's eliminated, right? Yeah. But if you're LeBron and you're AD and you're kind of this older Laker team, you got to think you got to get the Warriors out of there, right? Like this is game six on your home court. Yeah, you win your advance. If you if you lose, you got to go back to Golden State after Golden State has now won two in a row. Yep. And it's Steph Curry. It's, it's the team that somehow continues to win championships. Like that's going to be the fun one to watch. I think the Knicks, or sorry, I think the Heat just take care of business against the Knicks. I don't. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Heat close it out tonight. Well, I'm going to tell you right now why LeBron James and the LA Lakers aren't losing to the Warriors and advancing coming up. But first, line four, good morning. Who's this? Humbly, I'm one of the best listeners on the air. You know, humbly, <laughs> humbly, you're also the best caller as well, Wisco Chad. Humbly, humbly How are you doing, speaking. Gentlemen? 
I'm a cloud nine, dude. It, it, it's <laughs> funny. I, I'm going to speak uh, Aaron Rodgers' name and, uh, you know, the conversation a little bit here because he loved to use that phrase. Humbly, I'm one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL for the pack I've ever had. It's just funny to say, like, that humbly, <laughs> one of the best players in the world, you know, so. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it doesn't exactly speak humility, but no, it is what it is. Uh, do we even agree that statement to be factual? Is Tatum one of the even top five? Uh, if I was a Celtics fan, yes, I'd say so. Since I'm not, eh, you know. Can we still say that LeBron James at 38 years old is top five? No. Because I, th- I would have said you probably could. Really? I, I think I think there's a little bit of aura that surrounds him. I mean, even Jordan at 39, we were like, what are you? Yeah, he's old, but he comes with a little bit of aura. Granted, that team didn't win, and they were a fringe playoff. But Well, Chad, now I'm curious. Where, where do you see Jimmy Butler then? Because his aura is always in the playoffs. Like, you know I what I mean? Playoff, Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Like, if you look at his full scope of numbers, it's not like they're that great. Like, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not a great, great player like a LeBron James or a Giannis. But you turn into the playoffs, and it's, it's playoff Jimmy, and he is great. Playoffs. 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 Hey, Some Chad. people just don't play a regular season game. Yeah. Chad, speaking of regular you know season. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's, it's like the tournament player kid, you know. During the week, he kind of lollygags, barely gets to second base for the weekend in tournaments, and he's ding dong. Celtics stave off elimination. Series had a three apiece now after they beat the Sixers last night, 95 86. Sixers literally gave up in the final like two minutes of the game. They were only down by, I mean, a single digit point, so they gave up. And Joel Embiid was not getting MVP calls, uh, I noticed as well. Probably because mm, he shouldn't have got it. And then the Nuggets, uh, they punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals as they took down the Suns, 125-100. to The Joker's getting closer and closer, Audi. Getting closer and closer to get that championship game. Get his ring. We'll see. All right. Um, on the Bucks side of things, the coaching search is now uh, the names listed out there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Bucks went from Portland Trailblazers assistant coach Scott Brooks, Toronto. He's got champion. Well, he's got NBA Finals pedigree. He does. He was the head coach for the Oklahoma City Thunder when they had KD, Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden, and they went to the finals. Did not win. Nope. But he's, he got there. So Scott Brooks. Toronto Raptors assistant coach Adrian Griffin, former Charlotte Hornets coach James Borrego, he uh, got fired. He had back to back like insane blowout losses for the Hornets, like back to back. They got pummeled by like thirty points each time. He got fired after the second blowout. Fired. So there's James Borrego, Golden State Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson, Rowdy. And this one, I I don't know if the Milwaukee's assistant coach, Charles Lee. Now, if you fired Mike Budenholzer, would you really go with his assistant? Probably not. But I feel like, you know, it's, you know, maybe he's practicing, doing interviewing. Maybe it's, you know, the right thing to do. Maybe he's got a, a fresh voice. Who knows? But there's your, uh, these several 
gigs or uh, several reporting for the gig, I should say, for the head coaching. Now, the Golden State Warriors assistant is interesting because the Golden State front office and or coaching staff has been really, really good basically in the last eight years. It was kind of like ever since the the transfer from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, the the Golden State team has just skyrocketed. Yeah. Now, I would even say that Steve Kerr is one of the better coaches in the NBA when it comes to in-game adjustments, something that uh, clearly a lot of Bucks fans had disagreements with uh, Mike Budenholzer about or the lack, or lack thereof. thereof. Yeah. Now, it's interesting with the Golden State assistant because Mike Brown was also Steve Kerr's assistant for a while. He took the Sacramento job. Sacramento was pretty darn good this year. Now, they lost to Golden State, but that was a young team that had some talent that ran into an older team with championship pedigree. Yeah. That almost seemed like a team that was a little early to the party, earlier than expected, but... Can we say, yeah, Steve Kerr is great at making adjustments. The Warriors front office has been great the last decade. Mike Brown had success in Sacramento. But if you remember, Mike Brown has already previously had coaching stops with the Cavaliers like a young LeBron James. He's he's done it before. He just happened to be Steve Kerr's assistant kind of in that time frame. Yeah. 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 And then there's this already, too. Um they're also so Eric name reported that this list is not like or is not the list is bigger than what it is. Their bucks also noted that they're going to be going after current uh, currently employed NBA head coaches studying league sources. So you could be scooping up a, a coach one of these times here. You know, if they want some winning pedigree and they want uh, an NBA an NBA uh, I believe champion. You know who they or you know who they might want to look at? Whomst? David Blatt. Oh, do you remember him? Yeah, he he was the most when he was fired, it was like he made it it was a record. He was the uh the winningest coach to ever be fired mid-season. <laughs> yeah. Because LeBron didn't like him. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he he taught he taught European teams. Or it's not taught. He uh, he coached European teams. He coached Olympic teams. Yeah. He coached the Cavaliers. Yeah, he had one of the best best records. Yeah, he was fired. He he got them to NBA Finals. And guess what? Blat, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. And then he he, I don't think we've heard of him since. Then him and LeBron got in some kind of tiff or something. I have no idea. But yeah, he was uh, he had a winning he had a winning percentage when he was fired. Point seven three two. Yeah, so he was winning over seventy three percent of his games. He was fired. Now I say that laughing tongue in cheek. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's really it's funny. Hilarious. It's really funny. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, Bucks coaching shirts continues on. More will be revealed on that front. Um, well, Giannis, whoever he was, he'll, he'll sign off on it. More will be revealed, Rowdy. All right. Uh, speaking of, um, the, I do feel like yeah? it's a lot of like. I don't know, type names that have been named, right? And remember, my biggest thing from moving on from Mike Budenholzer is you got to have a replacement, yeah. and you got to have a better replacement. Yep. You can't just move on to say, yeah, we're moving on to someone that's no good. And I also felt like it had to be a guy that's had some pedigree. It couldn't be just some geek off the streets. 
He's going to be handy to steal, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like he, he's got to have some pedigree of working with NBA players and or good NBA players. So maybe that's interesting with the Scott Brooks. Maybe, maybe it's interesting with some of these guys, but I don't know. From uh, some of the names that were listed, it's like, who? Wait, they stunk in Charlotte? Uh, huh? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan of a lot of the names that have been um, mentioned so far. <sighs> Well, okay, when John Horst was hired as the Bucks GM, a lot of people poo-pooed it. It is true, but John Horst was never a GM before. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. seen some of these other guys being head coaches. That's true, that's true. The aforementioned the schedule release was out, right? And with the schedule release, some teams, uh, they decided to go about it some fun and clever ways. Like for the Green Bay Packers, for example, this is what they released. Have you been impatiently waiting to find out when and where your favorite football team will be playing this season? Tired of not being able to plan out your Sundays, Monday nights, and Thursday nights? Well, wait no more. Introducing the 2023 Green Bay Packers schedule. Yeah, kind of funny. to the comfort of knowing you'll never miss a game. Let's take a look at what this one-of-a-kind schedule has to offer. Right. Chicago Bears missing this would be unbearable <laughs> Atlanta Falcons soar to great heights for this gripping game New Orleans Saints oh, got a little Cajun in the soul of Wisconsin like connotations of you know like, yeah. like infomercials like back in like the 90s Las Vegas Raiders how many people are going to know that turn Sin City into Win City older folks. 17 games. We do. I guess did, you know, did you know this was a ripoff of a 90s? You mean, uh, I think you could infer yeah. that. You mean the season ticket holders? Yeah, they Old people? Yeah, they all know. They're like, oh, I remember back in my day when we went on, had to watch infomercial on TV. So that's the Green Bay Packers one. It's just this. David Bakhtiari said it was absolute booty. He hated it. He said, who okayed it? It's terrible. I, th- I hey. thought it was kind of funny. The organization's in a rebuild. Just ask. Just Maybe ask they him. know they're going back to the early nineties. That could be the early nineties is okay. Like, uh, or like early early nineties. Are are you fine with okay, RJ? Yeah, it's called Title yeah. Town, damn it, not Okay Town. And then it was called Title Town during the bad years. <laughs> and then, how about this, boys? No oh. ten. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Set this one up, RJ Nelly, uh, the the uh, the Titans, social media manager management team. So, set it up before I hit play. This they, is the best one yeah, I saw. They did they did their schedule release uh, by uh, heading down to downtown Nashville and uh, showing logos to random people and asking them to name the clubs. And I saw a lot of people giving the San Diego or. The L.A. Chargers, I guess now, a lot of hype for their uh, schedule release for the second straight year where they do, like, the anime. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get yeah, into anime. I'm, I was into anime when I was, like, f- six years old. Yeah. so Dragon Ball Z. That was cool. I never could even get into that, and yeah, I know I some people so. did. Yeah. I think the closest thing I got to anime would have been, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! for, like, oh, a yeah. second Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! eight. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sweet. That's in there. The, the blue-eyed... Uh, Silver Dragon? Which what's the what's the card you had that was the the blue eyed dragon? The red eyes. The red eyes? No, I'd have to I don't even remember. That's, that's, that's where, how memorable it was. That's where anime stops right there. Yeah. Where, that was <laughs> Circa like two thousand and early two thousands. Yeah. The anime thing is I mean, it, a lot of people like it now. It's not my cup of tea. Same. But for the Tennessee Titans social media team, this was pretty funny. Here you go. What the f- is that? 
way to help them with the schedule race. Rams. The Saints logo. The Saints logo. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. Chargers. Oh, that's just the football logo. The just the Browns, the just the football Boston Bobcats, no idea, no idea. The Bengals B. They got the Cowboys, the, the Cowboys were the Colts. Were Orioles. The Ravens. The Orioles were the Ravens. They got the city, right? This one is the Red Stallions. Ah. The Falcons. It's the Falcons. How do you, does it get a stallion? 49 or 49ers, 69ers, stars. It's a Pirates. <laughs> that was the Steelers. <laughs> From the islands of the Caribbean. <laughs> the Buccaneers. Uh, Chester Cheeto. <laughs> That's the Jaguars. That's the Jags. That's the closest one. Tigers. North Carolina Tigers. That would be the uh, Panthers. Regionally correct. Texas. That's the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys. Texas. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> Colts again. There's the Colts. <laughs> Atlanta. That, that's Florida. Florida Dolphins. <laughs> Florida Dolphins. Oh, Texan Texans. All right, this is a. Uh... Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Um, Pittsburgh. It was the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Who's that? Bulls? Patriots? That's a Patriots logo. It was the Texans, Texans logo. I'm, they, they, that it actually does not exist. The Jaguars. <laughs> that is Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee Titans. Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. So they got the Titans. They fed everybody. Well, I think that yeah, all the people that were down there on Broadway could name the Titans, but they couldn't hardly name any other NFL franchise. Probably because everybody who they were like filming had Titans logos on. It was like, hey, we're with the Tennessee Titans. Look at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, deductive reasoning would say that, yeah, then if you yeah. see the logo, that would be the Titans. <laughs> How do you uh, – that's just embarrassing for the Cowboys. If you're America's team and yeah. people confuse your <laughs> logo, the, the horseshoe of the Colts – the As Cowboys. the stutter, like that's yeah. that's embarrassing for you, Dallas. Yeah. That you no longer are America's team. That's, that's the, the Patriots logo. <laughs> that would be the Texans. How can you be America's team when people in America don't even know what your logo is anymore? Correct. I would have loved to have Green Bay on there just to see what people would have called that one. <laughs> Most of them would be like Georgia, Georgia, Georgia? Georgia. No, they actually are uh, located in Philadelphia, PA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, on the. Uh, we were talking about the Lions earlier in the show, how they're like the darlings of the NFC North now. And then uh, we were going through some of the records here. And uh, by the way, you can get your vote on uh, what the Packers record will be uh, at the end of the year at Zone Madison on Twitter. It's the way too early uh, record predictor. It's simple: ten or more, eight and nine, seven and ten, or six or less. Right now, seven and ten, leading away with thirty-seven percent of the vote. Uh, eight and nine, twenty-four percent. And then six or less is third, and then ten or more is fourth. Rowdy, you saw you saw a lot of people though saying, not a lot, but a good amount of people saying eleven and six. Yeah, I probably saw about a handful of people saying eleven and six. That was that was the highest that I saw the Green Bay Packers for a for a prediction. I think the lowest I saw was like five and twelve. Five, geez, okay. So, I mean, 
they're like winning their first five. So then they're going to go over 12 the rest of the way. <laughs> right. No. So uh, they have Lions here for Bleacher Report, their prediction of their, their, their big dogs saying the Lions are going to finish 10 and 7 on the year. Uh, 10 and 7 for the Detroit Lions. For the Chicago Bears, take a stab in the dark, boys, where they got the Bears at finishing uh, this year. By the way, the Bears were the last team at 3 and 14 last year in the league. Yeah. I'm a, I think they go 6 and 11. RJ? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Just to be different, I'll say uh, seven and ten. Well, this is the time we should have followed the leader with Rowdy because the prediction was indeed six and eleven for the Chicago Bears. But I, th- I mean, it makes sense. The Detroit Lions were predicted at what ten and seven. Now you have the Bears being projected at six and eleven. I mean. If you just look and, and you go to Vegas and you say, hey, you know, what are the odds for these different teams in the same league? The NFC North is kind of a toss up when you look at divisions. Uh, there isn't there isn't one team that just has a a commanding lead as a favorite. I mean, you look at uh, right here. I'm pulling it up here on this is FanDuel. You look at the NFC North. Lions are favored at plus 140 to win the North. But then here is how FanDuel has it the rest of the division. Green Bay Packers second at plus 330. Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears tied at plus 350. That's all relatively pretty close. So they're they're anticipating a pretty close uh, division between the team that's in last and the team that's in first. And you can go right to the win totals. Uh, Right now, FanDuel has the Lions for a win total over under nine and a half wins. Uh, If you look at where they have the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay currently six at seven and a half wins. And then the Chicago Bears come in at seven and a half wins and the Minnesota Vikings currently coming in at eight and a half. Yeah. For the prediction here on on Bleacher Report, uh, they got the Vikings sitting at nine and eight uh, on the year. And then they have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Just let me scroll up a bit as I kill a little time. Undefeated. They got the Bears at, they got the Lions at 10 wins. They got the Bears at six wins. They have the Vikings, what I say, at uh, what I say, nine wins or eight wins, whatever it was. And they have the Green Bay Packers at eight and nine. For the prediction, so it's that's, not too far off from. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty um, it's a pretty clustered group. Now, do we believe that the Lions can actually seal the deal? No. Can they seal the deal, Rowdy? Can the Lions seal the deal? Oh, yeah, I mean, you have to play your first six games without two kind of important players. The last time the Detroit Lions sealed the deal. The NFC North was not called the NFC North. Oh, the Central? The, the NFC Central, and it was 1993. Oh. <laughs> so in, uh, the Battle of the, the Tampa Bay in there. Let's go, baby. Also, real quick, away. before we get into Scott, yeah. I said the last time Scotty. they sealed the deal and won the NL Central, or sorry, the uh, NFC Central at the time. That would have been impressive. It was 1993. That is the only time in which the Detroit Lions won the division since uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers were playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that would have been Brett Favre's, what, first season with the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, have good luck, Detroit. Good luck. <laughs> good, good luck. Good luck and Godspeed. The miles traveled in an NFL season for each and every single team 
The Seattle Seahawks will travel the most, 31,600 miles this season. The Niners are second at 29,958. You have the Miami Dolphins at 27,000, the Rams at 26, the Chargers at 26, and the Ravens at 25. So there's your, I guess, top six. Rowdy, when it comes to the Packers and travel, have you seen this where they are? No. Take a, take a guess where the Packers are when it comes to travel. The, spoiler, they're not in the top five or even six. I'm going to go with like 15th. Second to last. Wow. Yeah. I know. The Bengals are the last. They only travel 11,942 miles. The Green Bay Packers, 11,956 miles. They only have to go, let's see here, they say time zones, 16 time zones. Uh, must be changes. So you look at that. The Packers, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. The Packers, shy under 12,000 miles, the second fewest miles traveled for all the teams in the NFL. That's got to say something, right? That's got to bode well. They're obviously not going over to the freaking London or Germany to play in the international games. So there's that going for you. And then also for this uh, schedule here, uh, New Orleans will be coming to Green Bay following a Monday night road game, while the Packers will be coming off a noon Sunday game at Atlanta. Advantage, Rowdy? The Packers. Week 5, Packers at Raiders. The Packers will be coming off their mini-bye following a Thursday night home game against the Lions. The big edge could mitigate a bit, though, with the Raiders getting the bonus day to get ready for this Monday night clash. Advantage, though, Packers. Week 6, a bye. What do we think of the the Week 6 bye? Yeah, it's early, but... Honestly, I don't think an early buy is the worst for a young team because we know that the older you get, the more it takes a toll on your body. Like the argue argument with some of the older quarterbacks are, hey, they might be really good the first eight to ten weeks of the season, but but they fade because of just all the hits that add up to an older body that doesn't recover as fast. And you'll see a guy fall apart in the second half of the season with the with older players. Well, the Packers roster has gotten younger. If anything, they've added more draft picks. Obviously, Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers is quite a bit of an age gap. Uh-huh. I actually don't think the early buy is the worst. You know, would it have been better if it was week eight to ten? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I feel like with how their schedule was set up, we kind of get to see what the Packers are going to be, and they can kind of experiment on what they want to do in those first five-ish weeks and then take the week off, catch their breath, and go from there. Yeah. Because after the bye, you have the, then you go to Broncos. Yeah. Never take the Broncos. And, you know, the, the coaches are going to have pretty good ideas of what they think this team is or what they think Jordan Love is, but they're not going to know for sure until it's, it's you know, live – live bullets and you'll get a few you get also you don't have the chiefs you don't have you know some of these good teams that you are going to see in the middle to later in the season Uh right away you have teams with question marks you have teams that aren't supposed to necessarily be that good yeah yeah totally i think this this schedule works out really nicely for the packers but you brought up a good point off here yesterday about this packers having a pretty cakewalk schedule i think that I would prefer a younger team to have a buy earlier than I would to have an an old team with a buy late. 
like they were last year. Yeah. Because remember, well, LaFleur shot LaFleur, himself in the foot. Yeah, that. LaFleur was the one that said, no, 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 I don't want it after London because the NFL gives each team that has to go overseas the opportunity to take their bye week uh, around their travel game. Yeah. He said, no, we're good with one late in the season. Well, the Green Bay Packers roster was also older last year. And it was beat up in the beginning of the year, and they didn't have a buy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I like the earlier buy for the younger team. It gives you a chance to catch your breath, especially if things are going bad. Yeah, and then you go to Denver to take on Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Week eight, the Packers welcome in the Vikings. For what could be you know, a key NFC North clash, obviously. Minnesota will be coming off a Monday night home game against the Niners. Advantage Packers. Week 10, Packers at Steelers. Coming off a Thursday night home game, Pittsburgh will have the three-day rest advantage. So that, uh, you know, if you, if you break it down that way, that goes advantage to the Steelers. Then the Chiefs, Rowdy, Week 13, Green Day will be coming off. Uh, Green Day, Green Bay will be coming off its Thanksgiving game at Detroit. So we'll have three bonus days to get ready for the Chiefs. That's. I think what big. you were trying to say is, wake me up when September ends. Well done, Rowdy. That's right, right, right around when they'll they'll be uh, coming up on their bye. Well done, Rowdy. Week thirteen is uh, well, it's December, but it still fits. It still works. And then uh, some more advantage for the Packers. Um, I think that was about it for like the little extra days that they had in between games. So there's a little uh, little quirkiness of the Packers schedule unfolding. Let's go to the phones quick. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Nate, good morning. Hello. Sound uh, a little somber today. You doing all right? Oh, I just, yeah, I'm fine. It's Friday, dude. Come on. I, I was actually just glancing at the Packers schedule while I was waiting for the answer. And? What do we think? <laughs> what, do we think what do we think the record's going to be for the Packers? I don't even have a clue. Like, I, I don't even want to throw out a guess because... You know, you kind of thought a golf-led Lions team was going to suck, but they came out of the gate, and St. Brown was amazing. And now we've got a love that we've only seen a few um, not great performances from. So, I mean, we're not going to be dead last, that's for sure. I I don't even think we'll be a top-ten draft pick. Some CBS Uh, analyst said Packers would finish dead last. I forget his name, but. Well, he works for CBS. He's an idiot. Maybe. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I got a friend yesterday that we're not, we're when the early family. reports were when the early reports were coming out for the Packers schedule, he ran and bought tickets to Vegas because that's a game that he planned on going to. He goes to a lot of Packer games every year. Yeah. But anyways, and so he bought the tickets for like seven hundred bucks round trip from Green Bay to uh Vegas. Yeah. A little bit later on that day them tickets have almost quadrupled in price. Oh oh yeah, dude. I I can believe that for sure. <laughs> so I was like, geez, that's just ridiculous. You know, I'm with Rowdy, though, with the the bye week coming early. You don't have a team that theoretically should be getting exhausted physically. Um, That mental break is going to be nice. And especially earlier on in the year, if you're stumbling, you can take that time in that week to assess things and reset and get back on track. Um, Where I I don't think the bye week is going to be so much of a rest as much as it's going to be evaluate what we did and see if we got to change anything. Well, doesn't it feel like... if they had a buy late like they did last year with this team and things start to snowball early where it's really going downhill and then we look at that middle of the the year uh, schedule 
where you have the teams like the Chiefs, you have some of those better teams, it could really, really snowball on you. And then you're just sitting here going, well, is the bye even going to help us in week 14? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a mentality when it comes to any type of athletics. Like, so last night was the opening day for our local men's softball league. Now, my brother's on a team that is primarily a fairly young team, but in the past, it, my brother's not on a team that's ever going to win a championship. They're a team that probably has the most fun and drinks the most beer. Sounds like I know, but, the, it sounds like I know being, why they're not going to win a championship. Yeah, with that being said, they start the year off against, like, defending champions, and you try to bring new players in, they get waxed in that first game, and they just get this down mentality. Well, like you just said, you don't want to be eight, nine, ten weeks in, and it's snowballing, and now you're going to take a week off, and everybody's already beaten down mentally. Mike? Like I said, these kids I'm not worried about physically. I'm worried about being mentally able to just getting racked, and then hopefully LaFleur and them can reset if things are going bad and we're only like two, three losses into the season. Mike, Mike one last question for you, Nate. Yes, so sir. your brother's team, they have the most fun and they drink the most and they sound like they're, they suck. Does the team that they played opening week, that's the best team. Do they drink at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can also look and there's a total difference just in physical fitness level. I mean, the one team's full of guys that look like me, and the other time's full of guys that look like the twins. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess. So, so, so slightly different. Yeah, still, yeah. still, still got a little, little fluff on you, but they're yeah. just in different places. I get it. Okay, I get it. I yeah, get it. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, none of us are prime athletes. If we were, then we'd be playing. I mean, there's a couple of guys that. I, don't, I heard all the prime baseball. athletes. I heard all the prime athletes play in the Shano Home Talent uh, Softball League. Actually, Nate. So. Oh, really? That's I, I, I thought they played in like Stoughton or something, but hey. Uh, the the prime one hung it up a couple of years ago. I mean, our home plate. He played for we love him and he, we, we love him, and he's a staple of our league. Is his name Terry. But I think he gives Dave a run for his money in the eye chart. Who? He gives Dave from Anona oh, money in his, uh, the eye chart. I don't know who that is. Nate, we love you, buddy. No, me either. Yeah, they're different breeds up there in Shawano. They even play through ACL injuries. <laughs> yeah, as uh, the twins he was referencing to. Hey, did you know that in high school I played through an ACL injury? Uh, line two, good morning. This is the other Mike, Mike from Portage. Hello, Michael. Hello, Bo. <laughs> as you call him, the streets. I'm sorry, what did you say? Or Bew, as you're Named on the streets. Bew, boy, bow. Hey, I like how you diverted that CBS comment since uh, the Zone's an affiliate of CBS Sports or whatever. So that was pretty good. I thank, yeah. one, so. thank you. Thank you. Hey, th- th- uh-huh. in every company, though, there are idiots. So, you know. Yeah, the weekend coverage is kind of weak. But anyway, the Packers schedule, I'm going 7 and 10 with wins and Twice against the Bears, the Falcons, the Broncos, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Steelers. Mm. Bears you twice. Know, yes, wins against the Bears twice. And you don't think the Bears are going to be foaming at the mouth week one to try to renew or remind people that they actually own their own team and not Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and like take their aggression out on Jordan Love? Yeah, I, I do think the Bears this year. I'm a I'm a fan of Devontae Foreman. I think that was a great pickup by them. 
Um, I think he was a little bit of an underrated player last year. I mean, he had about a streak here, but when he was hot, he was hot. Um, he just ran like, ran like crazy in Carolina a few times, and I think he's only going to get better. So, But it's the Bears, and they have a terribly ran franchise, so you never know what they're going to do. And like on the player. Bears, what's the old saying before I let you go about the Chicago Bears? Well, I'll hold that to the end. Let's one, add one quick thing on that. I don't know if you've seen that there's a major uh, sporting championship in the Madison area tomorrow. Uh, that would be the Euchre Championship. Boom! Oh, you, Euchre. you in? You in? You doing it? Unfortunately, i got to work like 12 hours tomorrow. So oh, I'm out, but Not Bob Euchre, the car game Euchre. Yes, so. Euchre. Yes, yes, yes. And the Bears still suck. There it is. Be the man, Mike. Have a good one. All right, see you. A little giggle at the end there. Line three, good morning. What's up, boys? It's Brett. Hey, Bretsky. What's up, dude? Oh, I was just thinking about this week six bye. You, yay or nay? I think it's a wonderful idea. It's gonna be it's gonna be real good, so that we can go into that bye thinking, how do we get our first win? <laughs> and then we play the Broncos. It's gonna be just man, just so, decisions so- all. All week. Brett, uh, Rowdy said yep. uh, he saw a handful of people saying 11 and 6 for the Packers. You said, Rowdy, 11 yeah. and 6. It was more than just Ben Kenny, which was a little surprising. And Brett, yeah, no. you're on the five, flip side. 5 and 12. 5 and. <laughs> Oofta. Better hold on to your butt then, dude. Oofta is what we're going to be saying all season. Man. Unless you're watching the Jets. <sighs> you, so, zero, zero faith in Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. He never should have been drafted. Honestly, the guy should still be like sitting on his couch somewhere. <laughs> what? A, okay, a question for you. Let's say to play devil's advocate for the scenario. Let's say Jordan yeah. Love comes out and he plays gangbusters. He's like the next second coming of uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Lorenzo Favre combined, and you know he, he's destined to be in the Hall of Fame. You could tell immediately. But he's never shown any of that. But okay. No, but I'm just saying if if that does happen. What well, do you, what do you then do? Uh, oops! <laughs> you got your own oofta. Oofta! I was wrong on that one. Oof! Oof! Oh! Oh! Messed up. All right, I was just curious. Like you, um, you know. I just, I just, there. He hasn't shown it, and yeah, everybody talks about. Oh well, the the Philly game, blah blah blah. Yeah, great against prevent defense, <laughs> where he could throw anything he wants, and his checkdowns is basically he threw two passes that were like 10 yards, and then the rest were checkdowns where he has nothing to do with how many yards were gained on the play. So I take it you're, I mean, I take it you're was, not getting a Jordan Love like, jersey anytime it, soon. It was like watching UWL play. Aren't they, like, decent, though? Who? Uh, am, I, am I wrong in thinking UW lacrosse is decent? At, weren't they decent at college football? Yeah, they're decent. Yeah, they're decent. They're not Whitewater and Oshkosh, but... They they hold their own, right? I mean, that's all we got around here. You got the... You got got Northwoods in baseball. Week week six is going to be... It's going to be big. So we can... We can recoup and get talk first about win. how to get that first win. <laughs> Brett. And then we'll beat the Broncos and probably not win again. Brett, I love it, man. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. See Have a good go. weekend. See you, buddy. There's, there's the pessimist right there, Rodian. Yeah, so um, 
while we took some of those last two calls, I went through the schedule myself. Uh-oh. I had a best case scenario, and then I had a worst case scenario. Best case scenario, I got them going 10 and 7. 